0: Hello and welcome to the one-stop co-op shop podcast, your one-stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez
1: is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome back to the one-stop co-op shop and shelf stories, a channel that tells tales from games, books and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by with this chat with friends. And I have two friends with me. Once again, like last week, we had two people from not America. So once again, we have two people who are not from America, as Kevin helpfully pointed out. I will introduce him first. You remember him from Top 200 Solo. Hopefully you tuned in for that. He is the curator of the Geek List Top 200 from the One Player Guild. It is Kevin Erskine coming at you from from kentucky actually <laughs> by way of by way of what vancouver me no ottawa yeah. you're from ottawa okay yeah where's oh, your nice. accent i've been here a long time <laughs> you want you want my hillbilly accent? A... Oh, oh, there there you go. Go.
2: accent
1: I can say out. that's amazing <laughs> uh and also on the bottom uh, he has a frequent guest of the old every night again my podcast uh if you go to his youtube channel rolling solo you've seen his face before he will pop in to give a nice top 10 or you know check in on stuff like that but he is appearing face to face for the first time on my channel it is adam smith rolling solo welcome
2: back to the show it's very nice to be here very nice to see you in in person as well because typically all our stuff is audio Uh, we so are a we, nice we're
1: embracing. We're embracing the new trend. We're embracing the it. new stuff. We have to have more contact because to make up for all the nonsense that's happening as we're recording mm-hmm. this, November twenty twenty. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And are you going to tell people, though, that you have me here because Jeremy Howard dumped you or something?
1: (laughs) 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 No such thing. Yes, Jeremy Howard was supposed to be on this call, which is perfectly fine. He is currently demoing, I think, Burn Cycle.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, With Chip
1: Theory. So, I mean, and it's funny, like, Chip Theory steals all my friends. For their uh, stuff, always... because we all like the same stuff. And Chip Theory is so engaged <laughs> with like, okay, oh, wow, well, we got to do live streams. We got to get this going, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, You know, to their credit, you know, they're, they're really doing their thing. Well, they only got
0: three days left in their Kickstarter, so.
1: It's, yeah. yeah, I think it was like a real shorty, right? Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all yanking people, yanking my friends away. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing people away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Kevin being a giant Chip Theory fan anyway. And uh,
2: Adam, you've done, I,
1: I I, think you've you've done, Stuff for all their kickstarters, right? For Chip Theory,
2: yeah. Like I basically, I jumped in on Too Many Bones is when I really found out about them. Right. It was like their first Kickstarter for Too Many Bones, right. and and that was when I was just like, I, I still remember that. I was like, my my daughter was you know days away from being born, and I'm like pondering over whether I should go all in on Too Many Bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, priorities, right? Like
1: <laughs> we have Canada free healthcare. Not so bad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, just like last year we uh, I had Adam on the show to talk about Dungeon Crawlers in particular But this year we're going to keep it a little bit open And we're not going to do a top list Not a lo- enough for a top list <laughs> <laughs> this is not, uh, we can talk about that. Uh, but we're going to talk about the year in adventure games. Adam has continued to feature some games and Kevin has continued to watch <laughs> all the content and uh, carefully make decisions about what he's going to back and what he's not going to back. So We're going to go over that. And I have a feeling that we're really going to focus on what I think was the adventure game of the year. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but we can talk about that, which is Too Many Bones released a lot of extra content this year. A lot of extra stuff landed. So we'll uh, definitely get into that uh, a little bit later in the episode. Uh, sound like a plan, guys? Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, but first, we were uh, where I actually we were just kind of getting chatting, getting going. We were really kind of like getting into it. And I'm like, you know what? Record, record,
2: record. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> start now. <laughs>
1: Adam was kind of going over his process of going through his uh, your games. You get a lot of big honking games, you know. Speaking of adventure games and other stuff too, but you yeah. and you were getting into like how you manage the churn. So I'm really interested in that. I really should like what you keep and you know what you look at and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's it's a struggle for sure. Um, <laughs> the struggle is real. Because. It's a good struggle to have because it's nice to have, you know, you know, you're always interested yeah. in the next thing, the next thing, right? It's just constant. But I, was I say, find ooh-hoo. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I, <laughs> I find like the thing that's the, the most interesting now is when something new comes out, I look at it like what is this gonna replace that I currently own? Like right. that's the first thing I think of. Right. Uh, rather than like, oh, I'm just gonna add it to the heap kind of thing. It's like what is what's gonna leave the second this thing comes in, or what what does this game do better than the last iteration so like even right now I'm playing a simplistic game in in Zombicide right now that's been around there's many iterations of that thing but it's like I let go of all my prior entries even though I had everything I just like slowly just was like nope it's all got to go and uh <laughs> you know and, and it's like but every new one comes in and you try it and you go okay they changed some things it made some things better and like with, with the Night of Living Dead, for instance, the the one thing I really liked about that one was that they uh they put it all into one box. I was like, when does that ever happen for a zombicide game where you can actually like literally pull a single box out and play it? Um, even if it's a simple game. And simple games are hard to find these days. <laughs> like yeah. most games Especially coming out are want, like, like adventure and 30, like, 40, yeah. 50 page rule books. I'm like, you know what, a zombicide every once in a while is nice. <laughs> it's like <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's something yeah. to be
0: said for that.
2: Are you a zombicide guy, Kevin? I have uh,
0: black plague with like three boxes of stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 That's the thing. Like I used to have black plague and green horde. And then, and then of course, you know, two, the second edition of zombies, was on Kickstarter and night of living dead was on Kickstarter. I was like, okay, here we go again. If I, if I jump in on these, I've got to let this other stuff go. Right. Or yeah. I don't go in on it. One of the two. Yeah. So like,
0: I think the worst constant. still is shadows of brimstone. Still my worst where I have, Ooh, I, I don't know. Good one. I, I, don't, it's, I got a trunk and like <laughs> six boxes and it's just, it's unreal. And I've, I've, I've sold probably two, $300 worth of it. I still have way too much, way, way too much.
1: I definitely tend to like, I love adventure games, but I tend to not keep them around. And I tend right. to not get too deep in any one adventure game because, like you know, like yucky guys said, it you can it can explode and you just have too much stuff that you want to want to play and p- prefer. So it's like you know, I'll get sword and sorcery. It's like okay, mm-hmm. I bang that out, move that on. Here comes whatever, and I only tend to keep around maybe two or three. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, like yeah. like I'll have like my one more strategic one, and I'll have my my one more honking dice rolly, whatever, and. You know, that's kind of how I categorize it. Do you have, like, uh, like categories for your different adventure games? Like like this flavor, that flavor, the other flavor, or is it just a, a, a kind of a bigger mush?
0: For me, it's probably a bigger mush. I don't have a storage problem mm. at all, so kids are all gone.
1: Storage problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, nice. you know, I, and those things are so hard to trade or, or sell because they're yeah. so big and they're so heavy. Generally, if there's a game, I say, you know what? I will replay this sometime. I'll keep it. Otherwise, I try yeah. to trade it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard. I and mean, one thing I have been doing is with Kickstarters, lately, probably the last three, four, five Kickstarters, I I'm back in the base game only and none of mm-hmm. the expansions because I find I just don't get around to playing them. Right. I move on to some other game, especially if the if an expansion comes two years later. By then That's I true. maybe have moved on.
2: That's a good point. Yeah it's i i'm on i'm on the side of the spectrum where my brain always always tries to complete the set like yeah it's like a it's a really bad yeah. thing to have inside of you that oh, like yeah. you can't just get the base game because you feel like you missed out on something like it's it's definitely ingrained inside of me and i don't know <laughs> if Kickstarter's at fault or i'm at fault as a human <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah what if the expansion box has like the better scenario like, yeah exactly. i don't want to be stuck with yeah. the original
1: yeah. scenario get out of yeah. here <laughs>
2: That's definitely, but there has been the odd time where I've been like, okay, I'll, I'll pick something up and I'll just grab the base. Cause I'm not sure on it. Like I'm kind of hesitant. I'm like, eh, I don't know. So I'll give it a shot. I don't need everything, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it seems like I'm either all in or I'm not in at all. It seems to be the, the more of the two choices.
0: Yeah. I think I just go mostly with the base game because yeah. I find when they do stretch goals and stuff, that's where you're getting more bang for your buck. And it's like, You might pay a hundred for the base game and an expansion 60. And it's like, well, wait, that makes (laughs) no sense. (laughs)
1: That's
2: true. Yeah. Yeah, When you're talking about those adventure games, it's like, here's one tile, 10 more miniatures to go into your hundred miniatures and 20 tiles. You already got.
0: Right. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. You guys bid that up. Let's get more straight yeah. going.
1: You know, everybody buy that. Yeah. but it's exclusive. It has a bigger orc. Yeah, but see, I don't. I don't have that. I don't. I am not a completionist. I. Right. I
0: have no issue there whatsoever. Doesn't bother me if I'm missing something. All
1: right. So uh, I mean, we're talking about like how we're approaching adventure games, but Ed, get into 2020, the year in adventure. So this has been a difficult year right i mean on, on many many fronts i don't yep. have to you know kind of go through the ways okay. but just to kind of you know like we're we're coming towards the year end, the people are looking for well how was the year and all that kind of thing and i figured well, let's break it up into sections and we'll talk about adventure just like in this particular area in general like you know we just didn't like projects launched and like we have a lot of projects that are kind of launching like right at the end of 2020 people are kind of like anticipating stuff but like you know the stuff that was back in 2019 i looked at my backlist, is it's it's abominable i have a lot of back projects <laughs> and they are all delayed
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: different ones adventure games and you know little puzzly games and my ip games and everything uh but i think adventure games in particular because they're so big and they, and they require a lot of plastic manufacturing and just uh, just yeah. uh, you know the shipment and like i got my Alter quest box a couple days ago and it was chock full of crap <laughs> there's so much stuff in there but anyway so but there were some so I, we had the, the master of Adventure Adam Smith over here to maybe break down a couple of the things that really stuck out. And Kevin, you know, I know you perused a couple of the, the YouTubes and everything, stuff that uh, like leapt out, leapt out at you, even if you didn't play it, you know, something that right. you found interesting. So I'll start with Adam. Like, uh, so you know, run, run down some stuff.
2: You're 100% right. Like I, I'm literally looking at my list of of uh, stuff on Kickstarter because it's a good way for me to like keep things in order in my brain. You're right in terms of how many different adventure games, like I think we were saying this just before we got on where it's like, a lot of these big hulking adventure titles seem to all have been pushed off into 2021. The big ones, uh, the ones like, uh, you know, Oathsworn and like, like these large oversized big time campaign type games have been all moved over and there's tons of them. Like I'm going through my list here and I'm like, I can't wait for half these things to show up uh, <laughs> just to see if they're going to live up to whatever they proposed in the Kickstarters and stuff like this. And of especially course- Oathsworn. Oathsworn promised a lot yeah like that's that's one that i that was interested in but at the same time too like i also like even though i do enjoy narrative games campaign games and things like that i do have a lot of other games that are different in terms of the actual make and the mechanisms inside of them and stuff like that so i found myself last year maybe even this year backing more of an even 50 50 Mm. on stuff rather than as heavy as i used to do on adventure gaming so that's kind of nice, but there's there's some big ones like uh Solomon Cain's one that that's another massive one that's supposed to be uh you know a big deal again, not probably coming out till next year sometime. Mm-hmm. Right. Um you got like Ryan Lockett's sleeping gods, like right. there's tons of people waiting for that because all of his prior iterations were everything leading up to sleeping gods coming out and being like one of these grand adventure games of freedom. Cause every one of his games prior to that, were always like, here's, you know, your little area and you can move around freely inside of here and explore some maps and things like that, but you're not really free because you're mm-hmm. still constrained by the game. You have to like get certain objectives. You have to do things in order to win the game. Whereas sleeping Euros. gods is yeah. going to be more like, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like go have fun. And I think a lot of people are waiting for that one too. Anything that you noticed, uh, Kevin, just like perusing?
1: Well, did you like like looking at 2019 Kickstarters that haven't delivered yet or undelivered Kickstarters since we we're on that topic? Anything that any particular waiting for? Etherfields, that's
0: supposed to be here soon. I think yeah. they started shipping, but I, have, I haven't got a notice or anything. So that's supposed to be coming.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. That's a perfect one. Right. So that one actually
1: delivered. <laughs> it was late. Well, well. somewhere. Yeah. It's, some people have gotten
0: it. I haven't right. seen mine yet, but. That was one of those one. That was one, that was an impulse buy. I saw it. It was right at the end of the Kickstarter. And I'm like, wow, four million. That's a lot of plastic, <laughs> and I better get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I knew. I, I still don't know anything about it except it looks gorgeous. So I thought, yeah. and it looks different. So I thought, uh, you know, let's let's get this. And worst cases, I can trade it. Maybe, mm. um, right,
2: yeah. Break it down, but, Adam. What what are we in for? I don't know. Like from the prototype that I I played, I it changed quite it, there was quite a few small like it, it seems like small stuff and i don't have it i'm same as kevin i'm I'm still waiting for it uh, it'll come one day and it'll probably shock me when it lands on my porch because it looks like a coffin if not even bigger than that but like i'm more excited from the standpoint of the i think what drew me to that project in the first place was the fact of like the environments like there's so many fantasy games or so many you know you could put all these games into certain categories but when you talk about ether fields, you're talking about a dream world like, and sure, there's a bunch of dream worlds out there for board games. Like Kingdom Death Monster could potentially be in that realm too, where it's like, what are you in? A real life state, an alter? Like, what is going on really in this in this world? Yeah. There was one um, called um the Shared Dream that I enjoyed. Yeah. It was like yep. the, the people become
1: the anima and they kind of like switch between the hero and the regular person. That was, that one was interesting. Yeah. I like and
2: that. I, f- I find it's like, it definitely allows, I could see why they went with that theme just from an artistic side of things. Cause it's almost like they could take their hands off and say, go nuts. Like, yeah. Everything's okay. <laughs> like, make the craziest miniatures you want, because everyone, because no one's going to have any boundaries. There's no like, oh, well, there has to be an orc with an axe, and he has to look like this. Right. Um, it's just no. If you want to have, you know, some weird cat on a tricycle going down this, like that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, with a chainsaw. There you go. Yeah, with a chainsaw <laughs> the a chainsaw on there too.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking of what got delivered this year, and splice and dice for too many bones might be. Uh, it's the only one. Only big one I can think of that is even close to an adventure game, and uh, like you said, so I'm waiting on Solomon Kane next year. They, that looks uh, very different. Looks uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Frosthaven, I don't know if you call that adventure or dungeon crawler, but that it's uh, safe, it definitely fit it's, in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm spending over hundred
1: dollars. For... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say close it. to it's... an adventure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, the, the the expansion from Madara. I'm looking forward to that. Isoldearian Guard look good. I didn't back it, but I'm I may regret that one. Not getting mm-hmm. that one.
1: Oh my okay. god! What a uh, time! Uh, it, it used to be called Time of Legends, the Lucky Duck game. I think they crossed with Mythic Games. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now it's just Destinies. That that held yeah. them up. Oh sworn, you mentioned Aeon's Trespass. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's. A,
2: <laughs> oh look, we're, we're, next so year's. Many. This episode is going to be banging. <laughs> oh, it's going to be insane. Like <laughs> I am scrolling through this right now, and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff coming. Like it's Shadows a, of Brimstone Adventures is in there too. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I don't need any more of that.
0: But yet, <laughs> yeah, you know, like Aeons' <laughs> Trespass. I remember that was out. That was at the same time as and Guard, and I yeah. th- think Solomon Kane. They were all at the exact same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like okay guys please it's crazy it's (laughs) it's getting (laughs) well it's like right now the ones that just i mean uh, darkest dungeon just ended and you know burn cycles on and nova adis another one and it's it's crazy oh i know another one i thought of that did deliver but i'm cheap and went for one wave shipping is tainted (laughs) grail
1: right
2: oh yeah yep uh, came one. out
1: i think the end of 2019 that they got that box lit. it should that's another one that should have been 2020 with like the wave two or uh with everything i also own cheap and got the wave yeah. two uh
2: <laughs> so i'm looking forward to bit, that one but. Today, I actually got uh, Title Blades in the mail. Okay. Finally. Like, that one showed up. So, that, that's one that would definitely fit in the adventure category. I'd, I really, that one, I think I I backed solely on just the look and feel and the vibe of what they were providing. And then also just the mechanisms of the game, the dice, the production value of it looked insane. Mm-hmm. So, I, I kind of jumped in thinking that this could be something that I don't have in my collection. Like, a you know, kind of gives me a vibe of, like even know like it's like a monkey island vibe but not the first couple <laughs> like the third <laughs> the third one where they're like you know everything's are cartoonish and stuff like that i'm like that looks really cool so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that one's really good I, I demoed title blades at pax like
1: the the, the, oh, nice. the small version like where yeah it's just basically kind of like the euro stuff but you can definitely tell with like you know they had the little audiences and you kind of like bouncing you know influence between the audiences and,
2: oh, uh, okay, and now okay. title blades really good nice yeah i'm looking forward to trying that one so like
1: yeah. so, it hasn't been a lot. Is what we been. We're hearing a lot of yeah. like wistful uh, <laughs> stuff, but Adam's channel has been going strong uh, with you know different lists and you know whatever he is getting to the table. So we should probably get over to the one game that did land, <laughs> and I don't have a lot to say about it. I played the base game of this years ago. I wasn't that impressed. It was okay. It was good. I'm not going to say it bad um <laughs> that's the best so <laughs> podcast listeners you listen you use this to the top 200 kevin just <laughs> i make kevin just do head nods and head <laughs> well
0: i just keep thinking of your other tastes and i'm like okay he's you know it's like
2: hmm.
1: <laughs> you know he likes oni rim so I'm I just, not you know. into, I'm, <laughs> there you go I, I, okay so we're talking about too many bones so tell me what delivered this year
0: splice and dice expansion is what came with the uh trove chest the giant gorgeous box for putting it all in so there you go you can have you can all all your too many bones in one box Uh, which thank you (laughs) yeah Yeah,
1: exactly (laughs) Uh, you guys were mentioning about like storage i think um my my big project that i have was Sentinels of the multiverse and i was really thankful for that rig I, I, i would lift it but i don't want to like strain my back it's a, right now, it's on the bottom of my shelf over here. But that's probably the one that I was like, okay, I'll get everything for this. I, I It's very rare that, I'm gonna, that I do it. I go that far. Yeah.
0: I have, I have the Sentinels box and this one side by side on the shelf, on the bottom shelf.
2: <laughs> on the nice, bottom shelf. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that the going with the door shelf? or?
0: <laughs> no, I have just standard garage shelves. That oh, are I, see, the, I see. I yeah, no Calyx okay. and my wife won't let me have games. I was involved. thinking that
2: because it was lower on the shelf that it's like, I do that with my games when I put them on the shelf, I'm like the, the ones I like the most are up high and then they go oh, really? substantially lower oh, no. down. And then, so I'm like, whenever I want to sell something or get rid of something, I look at the bottom. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm more worried about
0: the shelf bending and breaking. Oh no, mm-hmm.
2: that's not good. Those,
0: yeah, those yeah. two boxes are heavy. Yeah. those are when you yeah, My up.
1: shelf, my, my shelf to go was like, I have, so I, I actually bought a new shelf for a shelf to go. Because like my my regular shelves were like bursting, and then I would put like the games that I wanted to leave in a chair, but then the mm. chair got really small for all the games that I wanted it to go. So I just bought a shelf, and like the, I look at that shelf, and I'm like, oh, it's almost like the Island of Misfit <laughs> Toys on that on that shelf. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was going to ask. I can, gar- I can guarantee you that Too Many Bones is not on yeah. <laughs> the Island of Misfit of Toy shelves for at least Kevin. Uh, so please educate glad me, here, guys. Man evangelize me tell me what oh, is no. so good well about what <laughs> am i what am i missing by uh by not getting into this project full board well, what
0: was, what didn't excite you what yeah is, that's
1: that's a good question i can rehash my original views okay so um so this was off the base box i think it was only four gear locks in the base box yeah and you know and Five you know at things. the time at that time i played it. it was still kind of going into its like I mean, the, the Carlson's, you know, they knew. They're, they're they just kind of, like, got started over there. And the mm-hmm. rules were rough, mm-hmm. right? You know, at the, then it was hard to kind of know, especially, like, they're so they're, their games are so intricate with, like, the, 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 the spacing and, like, how the movement... It's such a constrained space to move, so it's like you have to be really exact about what exactly this move means and that move. So it's like, you know, I, I kind of had a rough time with that. Gameplay-wise, I was really frustrated with how infrequently you could use a special dice because what happened is you get them you roll them and then you get the bone and then you're stuck as a bone Mm -hmm. or like you know you'd lose it you have to like kind of buy it again and i'm a guy i don't care like i I, i'm not messing around like i want to i want to be special (laughs) (laughs) he wants to roll special dice all the time
2: ultimate power (laughs) yeah i think Mm -hmm. yeah i
0: i hear you and I think the argument to that is that the battles are generally short. Often you're only fighting four things. And so rolling that one die once in a battle is, I find is okay. I mean, if if I have three or four skills, it's it's picking the strategic time of when to use that skill to the maximum effect and picking the skills to decide because you never get all of them, no matter what, You right. no matter how big a campaign, you're not getting all of them. So, knowing what to pick, I, I think it just adds to it. They, they've changed some stuff. Like one of the li- characters that just came recently, Dart, has a mechanism where you can get some of your dice back. So, you can use a special skill and then do something and then you can get it back. So, yeah, there's not a lot of that. But, you know, when you play, you're probably playing five, six battles before you face the tyrant. So, I mean, that's five or six times you are getting to use that die.
1: I mean, think of it. Uh, but I've rolled like thirty. So, like among the thirty <laughs> rolls that I've rolled, six of them are with the special dice, and the rest are with attack and defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you sure, know. Yeah. So I'm not, well, okay, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's bad. Not not. I am mean, I very seven out of ten. I, I was happy to play it. I'm happy to kind of. I'll tell people this is a good game. Just for me. You know, I don't. You know, like I guess you know maybe I was I was into fourth edition D and D at the time where it's like there was no such thing as a basic attack or like that was like the last option. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're always attacking with something cool.
2: I guess on the yes. opposite, I guess on the opposite side of the coin, like I look at it and I'm like, maybe it, I don't know. There's a lot of venture games where you have like one special ability or maybe two right. or three, and you're just kind of recycling through them. I guess with this, the bonus is like if if this wasn't on if they weren't dice and they were all cards. The amount of different special abilities you have would be ridiculous. I think most people, I don't think people probably even notice. How how much power there is behind each of these gear locks. Like in terms of how many different options you have as you go down. I think people particularly play the game and they like find the path they like when they're unlocking the dice and they're like, this is what I'm gonna use forever. They're like, This is I'm gonna min-max it and find this path. This will be the path yeah. that like guarantee me to knock out the tyrant almost every single time. Or I like this one the most because it gives me the best odds. But your point is really valid though, because I never really thought about it from the standpoint of how often you roll your your special die, right? Like you get yeah. caught up in in the in the gameplay of what dice you're going to use and when. I don't know. I always it was weird because when it when it first landed on like Kickstarter, I just I looked at it and I was like, it's definitely looks wise and how it plays on the on the table was different than most things I'd seen. Hoplomachus obviously existed, but I'd never played that, so I didn't have any kind of gauge on that to even compare. But they obviously stole some of that play with the battle mat straight from hoplo in terms of how they implemented their skills and things like that but i found it was weird like the weirdest thing for me was when i got the game for the first time and opened it up and started playing it and i was i could see the things you were talking about like mm-hmm. certain rules were tough to find you're like you kind of be like okay in this situation how do these how does this ability really work if it's bouncing off these three other rules right that stuff would happen but the weirdest thing was like like there's a lot of games where it seems like you could say the game was positively received, negatively received or in the middle, but Too Many Bones is very much kind of like a wave. Like I could never figure out like was it really popular or was it like it was not liked by others for certain reasons and mm. stuff like that. It never really had a middle ground. <laughs> In my opinion, if you could anyway,
1: afford like, to play it. If you somebody that yeah. <laughs> could afford to play it, you probably loved it. Yeah, or well, it seemed like or that. Or you bought it and you would like you you may have not liked it, but you spent so much on it to <laughs> so like you're not like turned into this game yeah. is garbage. <laughs> Give me my money the back. thing?
2: Because I, I remember putting it like I put it a, a, maybe a top ten list because this is back in what 2017, 2017 or yeah. something like that, right? So I I think I put it on my list. It wasn't my top, but I think it was up in the top three or four or something. And then when Undertow released, Undertow ended up being the number one from that year because I thought it was the best entry point. It's almost like Jaws line for Gloomhaven. It's like the best pared down version of the game to get you in without you spending the most amount of money basically. Right. So I, I kind of thought like, but it was weird that this year see, there seemed to be like this huge fire around it. Yeah. <laughs> like So many people come to the woodworks and it just, it went from being like, Hey, we've all known about too many year- bones for years. And then this year it's just like, everyone's just like the hype level is like off the charts. And I'm kind of like, it's confusing. Cause I'm like, the game has been good. For a long time, it's not it, like it was hidden away somewhere.
0: One thing I noticed when when the Cloudspire Kickstarter was on, yeah. Chip Theory lets you buy other games in their catalog and add them to your purchase to get free shipping and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, a lot of people were getting too many bones when Cloudspire came out, mm-hmm. and then. The expansion came out, and they're bu- and they're selling more too many bones on that Kickstarter, and it just keeps mm-hmm. multiplying. Then you when they came out with the last one was splicing dice. I mean, there was a lot of people getting in on that. But Jason, yep. to your argument about the the uh, dice, if you look at the, they actually call it a dice building RPG. And I always think back to, I mean, you probably played Dungeon and Dragons, right? Oh sure. You're a wizard. You got what one spell that you <laughs> use for the entire <laughs> adventure? That's a
1: powerful spell. <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, you're you're holding on to your fireball. You've won trick. one trick. Right.
1: Well, mean, I, it's, it's no, it's an excellent point because, like, I mean, I think what people like is, I mean, it's awesome. a, it's an adventure game, but it gave you that kind of like the abstract movement, right? I mean, right. and people yeah. really got into like how the how much design they put into those 16 spaces because it's not that big. Yeah, right? that's that's impressive to me really yeah, and that's it's so unique how how they were able to like however many bosses in the base game and how many bosses come and like, kind of came along the way and yeah. how and all the mobs that are different and all the little like obviously there's a like there's a big icon barrier so mm-hmm. like you know this one has block one and this one da, 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 da. but like once you kind of get past that icon barrier then like it played out so well on the board that people didn't mind like they they took that you no know, that old school D&D approach of like okay you get one magic missile and then you know <laughs> and then, right. like you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. the, 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 combat itself is so interesting to people, right. not enough right. to me, but like, you know, is that, no. is that how you would approach it, Kev? A- absolutely. And I
0: think, you know, when you, you put four baddies, as they call them on the board, you know, you look up the keywords and I have to pull out the sheet for most, a lot of them. almost every time I have to pull up the sheet and see, especially the new ones and see what does it mean. And then so everybody has to understand what these things can and can't do or, you know, like if they have break, what you don't want to do. And then, so mm-hmm. then you start thinking of your strategy and it's different. I mean, you could pull out, take two of those guys off the board and put two other ones in there and you have a completely different fight. All of a sudden you got things hitting you two people at a time with ranged poison. And that's so different than someone rolling three attack dice against you. And it's just, it just changes the fight so much just by that. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you go to the gear locks, it, you know one of the complaints is you look at a gearlock's page and there's like a, a whole list of things what all the dice do each one might have 25 different things they you have to know but the key is you play that one gearlock two or three times and you'll get to know it you learn the intricacies mm-hmm. of how to be efficient with it and then you know if you've got everything then you've got i don't know 15 more that you can try and they're so all how, so, so how are we
1: looking for gear locks <laughs> how many, oh, with man. everything how are we how are we looking for uh how many
2: options we have Do <laughs> <laughs> the final count i think and yeah and then there's the gearlock child as well which is not really oh. gear lock but you got the i
0: have 12 gear locks counting the lab rats is one mm-hmm. so 12 of them i have them all yeah i mean and they're so different and it's funny they we were at I was talking to some other people the other day and they were talking about who their top 3 are and bottom 3 are and it's amazing that two or three people their their number 1 is my absolute least favorite.
2: Yeah. And
0: yeah. you know their number their least favorite is like one of my top 3 and it's just it's you know play style matters or you know what you want to do um it's it's just they're so different and there's so much to each one of them. And then the bosses really change things up too.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point about the characters. Like, I, I, there definitely is a huge swing. I remember seeing many polls over the years for like, what's your favorite gear lock? and they're always just all over the place. Yeah, there's usually a couple that are pretty high up there that people have found to be pretty pretty solid across the board against tyrants in general. But everyone seems to have different favorites and stuff like that. For some, so for some really weird reason, Gasket was the one that connected with me. Yeah. It, I, I don't that. know I don't know what it is about that. Like maybe it's just because he doesn't look like anybody else, but he also doesn't act like anyone else in terms of how he uses dice. Like it's just it can yeah. be an absolute random mess. Like it can actually <laughs> if you build him in a way that well, creates about what that randomization.
1: What, what what's it, what's his, his shtick? Well Why? it's it's
2: yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, as you said the, the biggest thing he's a mech so yeah a whole bunch of statuses he's immune to so poison yeah. you just laugh it's like yeah go yes. ahead, hit me with poison. <laughs> no <laughs> big <laughs> deal hit me with these things yeah. doesn't matter but then i think what adam's talking about the uh he's got these three dice these programming so dice funny you can unlock them and you can <clears throat> roll them every turn um mm. jason so you'll love them so that's but why you roll love them. them yeah you roll them and you have to use all three dice no matter mm. what so it could be like a move, hit something, and something else. Well, <laughs> and you can use them in any order, but if you've got to hit something and you can't get next to someone else, you're hitting one of your guys. And you know, and, and it does different things, but it's, to me it's just fun because you do get to roll those dice every single time.
2: Yeah, um, but you gotta
0: manage his steam.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Like I, I loved him from the standpoint that he's like he's he's there to help. It's like he's semi co op. <laughs> he's there to help you, but <laughs> he may not. He may just yeah. run away and do nothing. But then it's funny because you're like strategizing, like I need to take these things down. I need to do it in this amount of turn, and then like you said, roll a couple dice, and all of a sudden it's like okay. But then there's other times where you roll the dice and he does exactly what you need to do, and it's like the best feeling ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, then he's like a super tank. Yeah. Or something them so, and, and he's, that's he's what perfect. i think they've done so good well with so i mean like mm-hmm. for someone like you you want to roll the, a bunch of dice special yep. dice every time he's perfect um, w- where and,
1: is um where is gasket is he in Splice and dice he, no he
0: came with under he was undertow. In the, the expansion undertow. character with undertow yeah okay um, so what
1: did spice and dice add is it just like more too many bones or oh, was no, there some kind of like something in the magic sauce of that particular
2: expansion that got people excited Spice and Dice, to be totally yeah. honest i have not dived in deep enough to be able to explain okay. that yet well that's I, the only too many bones entry that i haven't even done videos on yet oh. so i just
0: <laughs> i just just finished playing it what there's two parts to it there's mm-hmm. a what they call nobulous apprentice program and i haven't played that that's more like a mini game you don't use the battle map at all you don't use gear locks at all okay. you're more just trying to build your own tyrant and then you fight another tyrant at the end that's I a whole different done. game and i haven't played that it's that's okay. like very different than regular um too many bones but the the build a tyrant part you you play regular too many bones with a regular you know you, you decide whether you're going to go for a six eight or ten day um adventure and then you roll these dice that you put them on a the map and every time you kill a baddie he go they go in a certain spot and let's say the dice i rolled and i, and I put it in there is attack dice. well if the attack of the two baddies that are side by side is more at the end of the battle is more than the tyrant I've already got, then his battle, his number of attack dice goes up. So the order you kill Hmm. things in, in the regular fight affects how you build your tyrant. So I might put a range dice at the top and I'm like, Oh dear, I do (laughs) not want to face a tyrant with range. So I'm going to make sure that my first two guys I kill don't have range in their thing so that they don't make, my tyrant that i'm building go up in range or i might roll the skill die and so whoever falls beside that skill die is going to get whatever skill the baddie's got is going on to my tyrant up to three different skills so you're it really adds another layer you don't just immediately just kill the first thing you've got to think about well if i kill this here that means my tyrant's going to go up he's going to get an extra defensive dice or he's going to get an extra attack or his initiative goes up so maybe i let I'll take one extra round of damage from that guy so I can kill this guy first and put him in that slot. So it really adds a lot for that. And, and it's I, I find nice. it it's it's an extra layer for sure of not complexity, but you gotta think. While you're trying to survive, you're also <laughs> trying to minimize not creating something that you can't kill down the road.
2: Right i've uh-huh. seen i've seen pictures of people creating their tyrants and i've seen some of the ridiculous stacks of chips and everything else no. it's like <laughs> I'm like what is that <laughs> like,
1: like it, and that's the kind of thing that just doesn't appear in other adventure games like to answer like, yeah everybody. right you no know, like i mean let like, think of like the it's very okay, different so, like, Gloomhaven, and Gloomhaven you, you, it's awesome, and there's a lot of, like, hand manipulation, but you don't need yeah. to be affecting the board a lot. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a very static thing. Like, they'll just give you the board. It's like, okay, here, you know, beat this as much as you can. You know, same thing with, like, a Mage Knight or, or like, the, the bigger, more thinkier ones and, like, that big honking adventure ones. Then it's like, you know, they, it's almost like they can't. They can't make it too complicated because it's so swingy. So it's like, you know, we're not gonna throw this big complicated thing at you because you might just roll the thing,
2: right? Uh, Like a Madara. Madara
1: is wonderful, and it's it's mostly there for like flavor. You know, it's like it's it's a flavor engine, basically. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I'm being too mean, but (laughs) (laughs) have you played Madara? Um,
2: How do you play Madara? Right? Oh yeah, yep, definitely. Uh, uh, When did that deliver? This year or last year? Last year Man, last year, but for Canadians, year. it was like oh, oh. I don't remember. It was one of those ones where it straddled the end of the year or something right. silly. And, you know, by <laughs> being too mean by calling it a
1: flavor engine. <laughs>
2: yes, I don't. Yes, <laughs> I think so.
1: I think so. Well, I, in the sense of like, you know, I don't like what one, Ken was one talking thing that's... about with like, you know, the crafting of your enemy. Mm, okay. you know, I don't think you're going to get that level of like no tact depth no, no i
2: just think there's so many adventure games that are you know you know campaign games in general that just can their enemies they're just like i'm going to build this enemy like you said they got to fit this certain mold because by the time your character gets to x level they need to be able to it needs to be somewhat of a right. decent fight back and forth Right.
0: well and, and i think what this does that's just so good is that i mean there's two things one if you said hey build your own enemy people wouldn't like it. They wouldn't enjoy it if they just built, if you just say, Hey, just give him how forced much into hit points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you just said, just give him as many hit points and defenses you want. Yeah. Nobody would do it. It just wouldn't be. So this being part of the game, the other thing this does is you don't know exactly what your tyrant's going to do. They, you don't know for sure if he's going to have poison or not have poison or have a big attack or have a lot of defense or have mm-hmm. thick skin. And so, as you go through the days approaching the tyrant you really have to start looking at your special dice and saying Mm -hmm. okay i don't think i need this and it's like oh yeah i'm gonna need something to solve this problem now now you've got to kind of switch in midstream and trying to to make you be better to face this thing you're creating and i think that that's where it really makes it interesting it makes you know like if you play the same gear lock every time i'm sure there's some people who build it fairly they've got a certain way they like to build it they'll just do the same thing all the time within reason i think it depends on the tire but this one you got to be a little more flexible
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah
1: yeah I had, I had a thought
2: no, I was at the very beginning of what he was saying there. He just for some weird reason when he was explaining um, what he was saying, it's just myth came into my head when he when he said yeah. like giving you yeah. a bunch of stuff and then just like like in terms of a bat like an end game that's, like that's myth exactly. is just like here's a bunks a box of stuff here's some rules and you just kind of put that together and figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> I was thinking we all know how it. that went. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was thinking <laughs> like now I will still say I, I still love myth. I I I have high. I didn't give for it a fair
2: it. shake. I will t- I will completely like I, I i got it used i put it on the table i opened the rule book and i started reading i think i got like four pages in and yeah. like and it was just like i lost the why am i playing this piece like four right. pages in i was like why am i playing this what, what is yeah. the driver here and that that then i was like oh shoot now i'm gonna have to struggle my way into it's a shame because myself.
0: there's a really good hand management and darkness side of it that is so good in myth. But that's the poster child for the worst written rules. And there was just so much missing. Um, people complain about too many bones. You're right, bones, though. And
2: I'm, it had it, lots of potential. It probably still does have a lot of potential if somebody gets...
0: Well, <laughs> Ulysses is coming out with a new version, I think, next year. I have heard So this. hopefully yeah. it hopefully that fixes year? it. Or just straight to retail? <laughs> I, I think that it's going straight to retail. From what, well, it's hard to say. I, I, I won't say that. I, I don't know. But yeah, but I think I think too many bones... You, you know what you said about the rule book is true. Yeah. I don't think the actual core rules are that hard or that vague. With the exceptions, it's, like I mean, it's, it's all the, the little wrinkles. Well, it's and... the ge- it's the gear locks and mm-hmm. the cards and the dice and the and the tyrant and all the right. Every everything that enters the game has a different rule. Everything, yep. every every <laughs> baddie, you know. But that's what gives it to me the replayability and gives it the you know. Yeah. You will never have two games the same with that, um, which that's a definite plus.
2: I think that's why I, I enjoy it so much. Is like <clears throat> most adventure games, you know, you get I don't know, it, it depends on what you're talking about. Like if you're talking Gloomhaven or something like that, you got a whole deck of cards, so yeah, you could feel like you could explore that for a while because you're unlocking cards, adding to it, so you're you may not see the same character builds exactly the same way stuff similar to too many bones but i think the too many bones i think that's really interesting is just like how like like we were saying already just how much they packed into every character it's like there's a lot of games that will bring additional heroes into the equation but you don't really feel like they add that much and like right. Zombicide's a great example it's like yeah. here's one special ability and a new character like that's literally the, right. the 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 basis of it whereas with too many bones it's like here's you know a handful of dice that all do different things have tons of rules to them and like kevin was saying it's like you take that same gear lock and do the same run against a different tyrant. You're going to have a totally different experience every single time you do it. So maybe like it's almost like like you're asking the
1: question at I'm like you know why too many bones this year because it's been out for a couple yeah. years. It's been good. Yeah. Maybe it took the community like three years to understand
2: all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but like i honestly was confused because i was like i was like hold on a second I'm like everyone i was one of those people who like bought the game and then was like oh i gotta say it's you know people are like you gotta say it's good because you spent all this money on it and i'm like no i actually enjoyed it but then i heard people saying that it like you were saying there's issues with the rules and that's reasons why i kind of stay away from it or it's overproduced and stuff like that I just found it weird that it seemed like some the people kind of did like an about face, like people that mm-hmm. were kind of like, nah, not really are now going like Tony bones is the best game ever. Guys, and, and I'm guys, like, yeah. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm just like, <laughs> what happened like, and well, it wasn't it wasn't undertow because undertow hit and nobody like i nobody really spoke up about it besides it being a, an easier entry point into the series right. and stuff like this and then of course the battle map got more entertaining because there's stuff on the sides and now you got like extra placement yeah. areas and mm-hmm. stuff but it was weird it was weird because splice and dice i don't think that's what did it like i could be wrong no. but
1: no it's, I think honestly, I, I I say it as a joke, like it took three people three <laughs> years to understand the rules, but like in terms of how like, you know, understanding the complexity, how the complexity unlocks all this depth. Yeah, right. It, it may I, have taken the community that long to yeah. realize, oh my God, all this stuff will unlock like the best time, you know? Well, I think, I think right. you,
0: know, you get a lot of people who get the game, they try it, they're like, ah, I don't know. And then they hear people talking about it and they go, well, I'll give it another try. And then, you know, maybe they hear a recommendation of, oh, I love this character. So they try a different character. Maybe they never tried one. Right. And they understand that one. And so they go to mm. their game group and, you know, four guys play and they each take the same character a couple of times in a row. And all of a sudden they're not looking up the sheets. They're not doing things. They're talking about strategies. They're, they're going through it and it's picking mm-hmm. up. And now they're like, well. Let's add two more characters. And adding two more onto it is not a big deal. It's true. And, and I'm wondering if that's kind of what it is. Like you said, it, it takes a while, and maybe they, they're like, well, it's okay, but it's only got yeah. this little four-by-four four <laughs> map.
1: Yeah, And maybe it benefited well, from the fact that we just didn't get a lot of other competition. You know, like this year, I mean, what we just like, we went through a whole year of adventuring and it was all the stuff that we were (laughs) going to (laughs)
2: get. The other thing I wanted to about too many bones is like, I wonder whether, like, I wonder how many people tried patches as their first character. Not that, not like as a knock against patches, like specifically, but like patches is a very like supportive character. And I think it's also the one they reference in the rule book too. So it's like, I wonder if a lot of new, yeah. And I wonder if a lot of people like, played patches and went okay so i basically just heal myself and roll swords and shields yes and that's essentially it and i roll right. my special dice which gives me more health and, well, they, and you, you know i can see someone easily playing through a full game of that to the tyrant and going me i don't get it i <laughs> well, don't get it.
1: <laughs> I, think I, the patches was my first like, one you're right
2: not well, the patches back he's amazing in a group but maybe by itself right. it could be well, the worst about. gear lock right. to start with Think Can't about get. the
0: ones that came with the base game, right? So you yep. get patches, like you said. Picket yep. is defense, defense, defense. Exactly. I mean, you just you're just you're a tank. Then you get Tantrum, who's complicated, and <laughs> I love Tantrum. He's
2: awesome.
1: But if yeah. you
0: don't know how to use Tantrum, he's dead. He's going to die fast. <laughs> is Tantrum not... the
1: one with like bombs?
0: No, Tantrum's no, the one more... that can builds up rage. Okay, um, yeah. But he he's is mad. he is a one man wrecking crew. He heals he has range he has right melee he, yeah. yeah no he's phenomenal he I and mean, he can take up. out a, he can one shot a 20 pointer <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so then you got that and then the other one was boomer and
1: boomer, boomer yeah
2: boomer's the one i hate <laughs> <Because> <laughs>
1: boomer awesome. like
2: i watch i watch people I love everyone has the one gear like they hate i am
1: so like, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you Kevin but like um <laughs> was like you guys just just Summed up my experience. Like, I played with Patches, and I'm like, and oh, this is okay. Then I played with Boomer, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. are my dice? <laughs> right, the, the,
0: awesome. the problem with Boomer is you're just, you're building up, building up, building Like, I watched a game, some people playing the other day online, and uh, he did nothing for, like, seven days worth. I mean, very little. He'd, he'd do some range stuff, but he was building up and building up. They got right. to the boss fight, Pew, and... Bam. He took out three, the tyrant, and three other, two other five pointers, on his first turn. I mean, it was just an absolute massacre. He was rolling <laughs> twelve <laughs> dice or something. It was just insane what he was doing,
1: Crazy. and
0: that's what Boomer does. Yeah. But up until that point, you're carrying them, you're car- or carrying hard, whatever. Yeah, can- yeah. So you think about it; that's those fair. are the the base ones, and then they they really came out with a lot of variety in yeah. the next gear locks. And I think that's where the game really changed. Gilly Agreed. comes out. You've got a range character who's got yeah. pets um, or companions, they call them, and that, which is really neat. Nuggets just okay. But then the undertow ones, they get a lot more complicated. Tink
2: was pretty cool. That was oh, yeah, Tank. I love one,
0: like Tank. the bots and everything. But th- that's what they did though, is the ones that are really interested, interesting are complicated. Tink is yeah. complicated. It's true. Uh, Duster is kind of complicated stanza is really complicated you know so they they made it more complicated but if you learn them they're great there's so much fun to play
2: that's the thing i i wonder whether i mean again like they're obviously trying to balance the game when it first came out it's like here's the four pillars of what will work to get you to the end of the game but i wonder if that obvious i wonder if a part of that kind of backfired in terms of like you go so deep on each of the gear locks that you can only include four in the box because mm-hmm. you're talking multiple dice, multiple mats. These things are not cheap. You can't just put eight gear locks in the box right. and have it be like, yeah, a everyone cheap has custom dice in the whole yeah.
1: custom tray and everything. Yeah.
2: So that might, I mean, that is, that could be a con on their end, like in terms of the production, yeah. value actually starting to kind of impact the flexibility, replayability of the game in general.
0: But I think some people would have thrown it out if they got, tink and stanza and
2: you <laughs> yeah, know if right you do
0: stanza like, to start with you'd be like no <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, then. I'm, I'm playing right now with the lab rats and dart and that's ins- those are crazy yeah. it's so different you don't even think it's the same game when you play with these two and it's it's just so different and i think that's what people have loved but even the first four if you're playing with other people the strategies on that four by four map even with four guys Mm-hmm. Is really interesting. I mean, it's yes, Pickett's your your tank. He's going to get lots of dice. He's going to block, but you got to block in the right place, and you've got to be able to support that. And at the same time, someone's got to do some damage. That's mm-hmm. um, true. You know, I, I just think that now that they got it all out, and, and that's the problem. If you're going to buy it all, that it's a big investment. But there's so much yeah. game in there.
2: There you, is. You know, the one thing I was always the one thing I was always kind of like on the fence about and they, I think it got better as time went on was like when you do your event kind of in between with the card, right? Like the the base set uh, with the cards that you, you go through. I found them kind of like, eh, like I found like getting to the actual battles. Seemed to be the big deal. Like as you went along your journey. Yeah. But the cards to me in the, in the core game, I was kind of like, yeah, they're fun. But for some reason it was like, they were, in my opinion, it was like kind of like they were trying to tie a narrative to your story. Like as to what's happening in each thing, but it was so thin. It was, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like the feeling you get with Gloomhaven where it's like, here's this epic campaign, but we're only going to give you two paragraphs. So that's yeah. the beginning. And you're like, wait a minute. If I, why am I like, that even bothers me to this random map encounter and then go. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, okay, you need to have a little, not that you need to have like Madeira size. I was going to say there's, there's four or a balance five pages. pages. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to go crazy, but it's like, I find having your story on a card is difficult to convey that you, are like sold for the story kind of thing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's hard. It's kind of like I don't know. I'm trying to think of another game like that. I guess uh, this War of Mine could be another one. Although you, you know the overarching stories, doom and gloom, but when you pull a card, even though it's simplistic text, you know it's it's usually just bad. Yeah, but they try even. to put some narrative in that, right? Right, yeah,
0: a little bit. I don't. I don't even read the cards. I just turn, flip it over, and flip see it over, what I and do, do it. Do. Yeah, and, and that's, you play that's it so often. Like you just <laughs> stop
1: reading after a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's just it's just because it it doesn't. Each each one is a cute little, you know, something that happens, but it's not, it it isn't an overriding story like It Adam doesn't exist, exactly. yeah. They don't tie together. It ties with what's on the other side. So, yes. you know, you're just, because yeah. you always have to make a choice between one of two things. That like that a lot. Ties, that ties to the front. Now, one thing I'll say is a lot of the newer stuff, especially with, I guess, Age of Tyranny, a lot of those cards now, the choices are a lot better as far as... Mm-hmm you know, there's some big differences in what you choose. You don't always just choose the one that gives you the most training points. Now it's yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a
2: really good point. I remember, <laughs> I remember specifically doing that at times look, like you did skip the narrative text, skip everything, look at the bottom, all oh, those training points. I'll take those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I think at this point, I mean, I, I, we've too many bones is the game of the year, which is amazing to say for a game from 2017, But in terms of the things that solo players are playing, I think that I think this game won the hearts of solo gamers this year. And I really, again, I was kidding about it, but I really feel like, you know, it took them, it took the community a long time to to wrap its mind around the complexity. And once it did, it Mm -hmm. unlocked a lot. So you guys are, you you haven't quite convinced me yet because it's a really (laughs) expensive game. But uh, yeah. if it does land on my table, I will definitely take another
0: look. But, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about the price and the, answer, the, the the argument they always get from the people who love the game is, you know, I bet you you got four games you probably wish you didn't have, and you could have this instead and have it all, and you'd have so much more.
1: I don't know what you're talking play. about. I love
2: everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to take a look at your shelves here. Uh... <laughs> I love my code names <laughs> Yeah, why do you have four editions? Oh, hmm. uh, wait, pictures, duet, and... Uh, and Disney, and the, of course. You need to have Disney in there, right? Disney for the kids, absolutely. That's true. That's true.
1: Now, the other one,
0: would you call um, Cloudspire an adventure game? Or is that just strictly tower defense?
1: I think it's a MOBA, like whatever, yeah. battle. It's, a, yeah. it's an arena game.
0: Yeah, But that's that's another one of theirs that... I backed it because I liked them. I, had, I knew nothing about it. and I, I had a lot of fun with that. And then again, that a lot of people bought too many bones when they bought that one it's it's just funny you now the yeah, way they how just did you like campfire adam
2: I liked it. I liked it. I liked that they focused, like they had the book for solo play. Like that was cool. Like to to see it not just be like, yeah, read the rule book and a couple extra, I mean, you pretty much just play the game, but this was like a a separate book. I was like, oh, that's like a love and attention. Like they realized pretty early on that the solo gaming community is a a big chunk of interest on their side. So they were like, okay, we'll cater and make this thing. It's actually impressive because for a game like that, there's no reason that they had to do that. Like they could have easily pumped, mm-hmm. pumped that game out the door and it would have been successful without the solo play option. But I think they just learned a lot that like people <laughs> like me, <laughs> good example. Yeah. I look at Kickstarter, I'm like, if it doesn't have solo play, I just don't buy it. It's, not happening. Like right. it's never going to happen. And it has to right. be, there has to be a really special game for me to go, yeah, this is only worth it multiplayer. And that happens very rarely, like mm-hmm. very rarely.
0: I, I can't think of the last one I bought that wasn't soloable. Yeah.
2: Because it just gives you that like freedom to say, you know what, if I don't get to it, you know, right away with friends or anything like that, I've always got the availability to throw it on my table and play it, and, the, right, and yeah. you can't lose with that. Then at least you feel like the money you've invested in Kickstarter could right. come back.
1: I think that <laughs> I think the the Kickstarter pumping up the money of it is making people say, okay, I need my I need this to have a good value proposition and solo yeah. is going to give me a good value proposition and all the things i thought about solo all oh, this for losers and- <laughs> <laughs> i have no yeah, slurs true. blah blah that it's goes that goes away happening. quickly when you're spending 150 yeah. in a game and you, you also don't want to yep. be the guy that has like 150 game that you that you've never played because yes, it's true I can't yep. tell you how many people have like War of the Rings, Star Wars Rebellion, you know, these <laughs> big honking games that they just can't get to, or Dissent or, you know, Star Wars Imperial I saw before the app, you know, like these yeah. big games that they can't play. And now the, I can't even imagine like the, like even like a game of Dwellings of Eldervale, you know, like the big worker placement game has to have a solo rules. You know, anything that you, that inches above like 70, 80 bucks, it just, they, it has to have it. I can't has think of a, fun. unless it's like a well, big Eric Lane game, which he has like kind of a cachet. <laughs> but but for the most part, yeah, it's all they all have to solo. It's now. true, right? And
0: but think of this though. Think of this year. How many people have all these games that are great? You know, Euros and all this stuff, and they can't get together with anybody because there's a pandemic, and yep. you know they they can't play them, or you know they they can some of them, but they're awful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I agree. With you. It's it's definitely well for solo gaming. It's been one of the best years for probably new people coming in the hobby or for the people, like you said, that yeah. always sound on the fence and were like, well, why would I bother? Like, what's right. my reason? What's pushing yeah. me to do that? Right. And right. now it's like, well, <laughs> you've got your excuse now. And,
0: and, <laughs> and I've heard so many people go, you know, it's actually fun. And I've got games that I would rather play solo than with a group yeah. because you can finish the game. You can, Stop and start when you want. I mean, it's you it can take as much time
2: as you want, yeah. Yeah, like that's one of the biggest things for me with solo play has always been just a control. Like, and maybe that makes yeah. me feel like a control freak, but it's just like when you play a game <laughs> with other people and you play, it, especially it can be anything campaign, euro, whatever. I mean, euro is different because you're more and more going against each other straight up, but if you're playing an adventure game, it's tough sometimes because if you have one person who's really dominant at the table. Uh, You feel like by the time you're done a campaign, you're like, did I even make half these decisions or was I just coaxed into half them? Um, Whereas, yeah, if you sit down with too many bones, you can be like, I chose this path and I chose this thing. Nobody had any say on anything. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of nice. I like that for some weird reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So, I mean, 2020, right? I mean, we're ready to put it in the books. Like, we are ready to just, like, move on. We hear about... Extend this
2: uh, episode by three hours next year. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) This is going to be, like, yeah. a four-part. I'm going to have different people coming in. And it's going to be, <laughs> unlike next year, I think, because we did preview at the beginning of the episode, so many. And, and, we, and a lot of them are coming to- around this table, either because I fact them, because they review copies are. <laughs> like, there's so many. And then and Adam is going to continue to have just so much stuff. Actually, before we get to that, uh, the part, though, like, you have played games in 2020, Adventure and otherwise. Yeah. What yeah. would you say are, like, the two or three best that you've played this year? Oof.
2: Good question. You're gonna put me on the spot, Now I have to like go go take a quick look <laughs> so I don't forget.
1: Uh, actually, uh, is, is your answer uh, before I get uh, back to Adam? Uh, Kevin, yep. is your answer too many bones, or is there one that uh, topped that for this year?
0: It's probably too many bones. Remember, I told you I had because I had my daughter and two right. granddaughters living with us. So for nine months of the year, I didn't have any space anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. So I haven't
0: played as much as I normally would.
2: And we are definitely talking about release games too, right? Yeah. Release games. Yes. Not not prototypes. (laughs) Not the pipe. Yeah. Those are people with your prototypes. No, thank you. (laughs) To be totally honest. The one that like too many bones is definitely in that camp. But I, I, like I said, I hadn't, I haven't dove into spice and dice as much as I should yet. So I can't say that that would be it. But I know that if I play it based on my love for the core game and undertow and how much I played those to death, that as soon as I start playing spice and dice, I'm going to be doomed. (laughs) so it's just that's probably part of the reason hey, why i have not
1: community another yeah. too many bones
2: playthrough it's probably gonna happen it's <laughs> probably gonna happen and this there's nothing wrong with that but the one that probably stuck out to me that i did give time to was jaws of the Line because i do yeah. think that the beast that is Gloomhaven and and you know there's some people that just they still play solo they love the game but it's just like i don't want to play 99 scenarios i just don't right. have time for that So to know you could get through 20, like I'm pretty sure most people that own Gloomhaven have probably started and restarted campaigns that have made it to the 20th scenario, probably four (laughs) to five to six to seven, eight, nine times. So you've already beat Jaws of the Lion eight times, essentially.
0: Yeah, I think Um, you're describing me to a T.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's just my feelings. But again, like, yeah, if I was to compare Gloomhaven to Too Many Bones, that would be, I think... I think in terms of what I prefer to put on the table, I'd prefer too many bones. Like if exactly. I was gonna pick. But I there's something about the card play in Gloomhaven that was that was brilliant. Like the fact they brought that in and not just and didn't make it like a dice checking typical that just is what makes it special, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so funny that like a target release is <laughs> basically a lot of people's <laughs> game of 2020. <laughs> that won't even make a lot of lists because people are like, Nope, that doesn't count. That's Gloomhaven, <laughs> get out of here. Yep, that's true. All right. Yeah, so, time. uh, so, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to next year. This year was, was great. That's why I wanted Kevin on here because I know he was a too many bones aficionado. Thank you so much, <coughs> Adam as well. I know you're a big fan and we're looking forward to rolling solo featuring a little bit more too many yeah. bones. So do you have, um, how are you going to end the year? Are you going to end the year with mostly playthroughs? Are you going to give some top lists. How is uh, rolling solo going to close things
2: out? I'm probably just going to do like a, like right now I have my community community doing like just games basically released in 2020, just as a community poll. And then I'll do my, so my top 10 or top X list, I got to figure out how many I'm going to put in that list sure. there. I like doing it with a community too, because like it's kind of four. fun to see. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, kind, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's kind of fun to see like my choices, but then it's nice to see theirs. Cause they all, you know, it's, it fluctuates. And then, and, your community uh, and then is
1: like uh BG discord.
2: Uh, right now, so I, it's, I'm kind of mixed, but it's mainly on Facebook. And I have on, I have on Discord as well. Uh, but typically, I throw the polls up on Facebook. I yep. have like a rolling solo Facebook community. And it's just easier there. Put a poll up and let yep. it rip. And or at least what I'm hoping to do at the very end of the year is just do kind of an open season favorite solo game kind of thing. Like, who, what's everyone playing right now type thing. Uh, no matter what year it's from, whatever. So that'll be interesting to see.
1: And, uh, and Kevin, is going to be more Too Many Bones. Uh, do you have anything that you've got any shipping notifications on that you're looking forward to getting to the table?
0: I think Etherfields is supposed to be here soon, so I can't wait. <laughs> probably put that. Uh,
2: I, I, I don't wait. know. I, I
0: seriously can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've probably got other games I just haven't got back. You know that. It, you know, I, I'm trying to think when the expansion for Sword and Sorcery. I don't think is coming. That might be
2: soon. The yeah, Arcane that one, Portal. Lore. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if they delayed that one or not.
0: <laughs> when that comes, I'll I'll fire that back up and play through that. For some reason, I was thinking that might make it before the end of the year.
1: So, so these are the games that I, uh, just to kind of note for how many people, I did not back Aeon's Trespass, but I did back Oathsworn, I did back Destiny's, I did back Ice of and Guard, Carnival Zombie, second edition, mm-hmm. Tate Grell mm-hmm. waiting for, Assassin's Creed, which I knew was going to take a long time, <laughs> uh, waiting, <laughs> waiting for that one, and a couple like like Final Girl, uh, the the mm-hmm. Hostage Negotiator remake, Frostpunk, I mean, this. What am I doing? <laughs> my wife is gonna kill me. Although I, I, I try to have a side job, like where I make a little bit of extra money and I always spend money out of my side job. So that, that was a good couple of months where I had like, I was making a yeah. lot of money. So you doing don't get shanked job. in the night. <laughs> and once I lost that job, I'm like, okay, you <laughs> yeah, gotta chill with these things. That's funny. Uh, so we have all that to look forward to. Kevin, thank you so much for stopping by, and giving your expertise on too many bones. I know people are really excited; they're always excited to see you, Kevin. They, I, you are—you <laughs> you have such a following, my friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I love—I love talking about this stuff anytime,
1: Jason. And Adam from Rolling Solo, go ahead, and hit up the Discord. Go ahead and hit up Facebook. The Rolling Solo is a YouTube channel. You—you uh, you recently passed the milestone too for subscribers, right? Yep. Twenty five thousand,
2: which doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of crazy. It doesn't make that's,
1: sense. I'm like, it's, we're
2: talking with solo gaming, so I'm like, how how does that make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were one of the the real OGs, like leaning into it. I I don't know. It's I blame Mage Knight for ruining me. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that's what maybe that's what made too many bones so much easier to learn. Is I played Mage Knight and I was like, oh, this mm. probably's not so bad. This was like a step down. <laughs> yeah, it's like a step down. It's like, this, is, this is so bad. <laughs>
1: that's not so bad. Anyway, this was a ton of fun. Uh, we will not be strangers. I hope you guys enjoyed that shelf story. So until next time, yeah. this is Jason reminding you: if you change your mind, you change the world. So until next time, later everybody. Hey guys. See ya.
0: Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co op Shop Podcast